Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Back in the Saddle with Jillian and Janice. Oh, I'm sorry, Jillian Michaels and Janice today. Today. Right. Today. You gonna add anything this week or you're um, just gonna let this sit? Today and forever. And, yeah. and forever. Yeah. Good. I like it. All right. All right. Um, you know, we're gonna end up like with the Simpsons with a new opening <laughs> every single time we record. Uh, I started watching this show called Painkiller. Oh Pain my killer. god, Janice, it's on Netflix. I'm only three episodes in. It's about the Sacklers. Oh, do you know this? Yes, and Purdue and OxyContin. Yes, it is. Okay, you've got to watch it, first of all. Um, and I'm going to try not to give too much of it away. But it hit me in two spaces. So personally, they begin to tell the story of these this truly evil family. Um, and there's no spoiler alerts here. Everybody knows what happened. They they basically were going bankrupt. And the guy who started this company, by the way, is the dickhead that began lobotomizing people. So now they are going bankrupt and they have this drug called MS cotton, which is for like cancer patients who are dying, right? They create oxycontin. And it's twice as strong and they lie and they make up all this stuff and they manipulate the studies. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And they, they'd like, they schmooze the doctors and they pull some creepy shit with the FDA and oh God. And the director, Peter Berg also follows not just the Sacklers, but people who get hooked on this drug. So you've got this one guy who gets a really severe back injury and they end up, he's like in so much pain. He's sitting on the couch in one of these episodes and he can't get off the couch and he goes to pee in a bottle. And I remember interviewing Josh Axe and he told offline, he's like, what happened to your back? And I told him and he goes, Jill, that happened to me. And he goes, I had same. He's like, I couldn't even move. I had to pee in a cup for like three months. The back shit is no joke. So with that said, you can understand the fact that people would take anything to get out of this pain. Janice, I've never in my life felt a pain like it. You think your life is over. You, you want to die. It is relentless. You feels like a torture chamber. Nothing cuts it. Nothing stops it. And I thought when I hurt my back, fuck it. I will take anything. They gave me oxycodone, which is different, not nearly as strong. And it didn't even touch it. And not only did it not oh, touch it, really? did not touch it. And not only did it not touch it, I, you know, felt, bleh, I hate it. I hate opioids. So I was like, my God, I am, talk about being so, if there's a genetic gift somebody can give you, not having any 
physiological or genetic predisposition to these things is Jesus, because you can see how when you're in pain, physically or emotionally, you can turn to Xanax or Adderall or Oxys, and they're just, just devastatingly addictive. Um, So I want you to watch the show, not just for that, because it reminds me of what's going on with Ozepic. Oh, interesting. And I did this interview with mm-hmm. CNN the other night. I also did Fox and Friends, um, both the same week. And the the woman on CNN is like, well, you know, well, doctors are prescribing it. I'm like, so? She's like, well, what if you have diabetes? And I, you can, <laughs> you don't need these medications for type 2 diabetes. Well, what about, you know, wrong person what about, to ask. Yeah, what about statins? What about, you know, heart, heart, um, cholesterol meds and blood pressure meds? And I basically was like, listen, I, if you have a genetic predisposition that requires cholesterol medication, because mm-hmm. yeah, very small, in fact, I just interviewed Dr. Arthur Agatston on the podcast, one of the top cardiologists in the world. Maybe 2% of the population has a genetic condition that would require statin medication without right you you being able to reverse these things with life. mind you if you don't get so advanced that your arteries are fuckolid you know you could stop it is, is what i'm a saying term fuckolid <laughs> yes yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's <laughs> fuckolid dr agatston <laughs> says it all the time <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah so the the point is you know i kind of get in this argument with her and she's trying to make the case of like i'm just this cretin i'm just insensitive right and wow. I'm like, can you understand that the mechanism for Ozempic working is eating less? It's making you eat less. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. no magic, something else going on there. It's impacting the appetite regulating center of your brain, which literally is such a powerful appetite suppressant. It makes you nauseous and sick and can cause all kinds of problems, but you're eating less. That's why you're losing weight. Couldn't we eat less, just a little bit less? We don't even have to go crazy, just a little bit less. 300 calories a day and 5,000 steps a day will get you the same results as Ozempic. It can't be that hard to do. If you tell me it's that hard to do, I'm going to recommend a therapist, not Ozempic. And that, go ahead, go so ahead. Sorry go. To but I, I, I did not know that Ozempic went to the, was a, went to the, I thought it was a physical thing. Not, not that the brain isn't physical. Oh, it is. I, but I no. thought it was, I didn't know it, it, it was doing something to the brain. I thought it was yep, doing that's, things. That's exactly what it's doing. Okay. It is uh, it is mimicking a hormone that impacts the appetite center of your brain. Okay. It allows you to feel fuller for longer and it helps to curve craving cravings. And you're thinking, well, f- I want this. Okay. Absolutely. First of all, yeah. here's the thing. You will gain all your weight back the minute you get off of it. All right. Well, hold on. Let me tie this back to one thing. And then, and then, you know what? I'll come back and do a quick segment for you on Ozempic. Just a quick one. In case you guys have heard me talk, there's actually more to know about this that just came out. So anyway, the woman on CNN is like, well, you know, thank God for science, right? As her kind of wrap up. And I was like, hold on a second. (laughs) There's absolutely a time for medication, right? It's a cost-benefit analysis. First of all, blood pressure medication is significantly less nefarious than Ozempic, which has yeah. a, a, you know, a suite of dangerous side effects. In addition, many of these conditions can be reversed 
with lifestyle changes. And I'm always going to get behind that. Yeah. It's like, well, if you, you know, your doctors, your doctor prescribes it. And I was like, I have to be honest with you. This system is rigged. And Janice, it is. The system is rigged. The studies are rigged. It goes to the FDA. That whole shit is rigged. The lobbyists for these pharma companies are paying the politicians. Hence the concept of being a lobbyist. It's like they push these things through and you're seeing it, right? This woman, Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford, who was the one that came out and said, oh, it's all genetic and there's nothing you can do and you need the drugs. She works for Novo Nordisk. She was on 60 Minutes bashing diet and exercise, saying that it doesn't work because it's genetic when the mechanism by which you lose weight on an Ozempic is simply eating less, which is, you know, the exact same thing, except yeah, yeah, the yeah. drug is making you do it. Like, it's rigged. Then you have the pharma reps that go in to the doctor's office and it's like, oh, you know, we're going to give you this and we're going to take you here. We're going to give you a trip and we're going to buy you a this. If you just prescribe, prescribe, choose us, choose us. Then all of a sudden, right? So I say this on CNN and there's a gentleman by the name, I strongly recommend anyone who does not believe me. There's a gentleman by the name of Callie Means. Um, by no coincidence, the, do- the brother of Dr. Casey Means I'm going to be interviewing this guy at a later date, months down the road. So do your homework on him because he's a genius. And he is the expert on how this system is rigged. And I got one for you. One better, okay? He talks about how these drug companies go in and they give money to civil rights groups like the NCAA. Oh, I'm not done. You're going to die. In fact, Janice, hold please. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Well, you're looking. Well, you, you know, it's yeah. interesting you say about because because we know the 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 reps go in and they give the doctors all kinds of shit, holidays, and you know, if you if you give this to your, I mean, it's kind of like how the music industry, in a sense, was. I remember working in top forty radio, and the record reps would come in, and they'd be doing the same song and dance with their artists. So it's all it's all everything's rigged. Damn yep. it. Okay, hold on. So the objective from the American Beverage Association to the consultants is very simple. How do we argue that it is wrong to take away government funding for soda? We went to the NAACP and the Hispanic Federation, two of the leading civil rights groups in the country who've done great work throughout American history. These groups today are pay-to-play organizations, and we had a meeting that shocked me. It was transactional. It was that... Oh, uh, funding is going to be taken away from lower income children of color. This is wrong. And you need to say it's racist uh, to take away soda from, from poor children, particularly children of color. And that's exactly what happened. And there was an all. Okay. This guy is a genius. He's been in all of these industries. The system is fucking rigged, mama. It's all pay to play. So I'm sitting here saying this, right? And of course, because it's kind of a new map, nobody wants to believe it. Everyone's like, well, who do I trust? Where do I go? If I can't trust the government, absolutely, right? And I can't trust the big food company. I can't trust Wall Street. And you're telling me now I may not be able to trust my internist. Like, I don't want to hear it. Who do I trust? The answer is, you know, you, you listen to shows like Keeping It Real. You seek out doctors that can tell you what to look for so you can find a great doctor and be proactive in your own health. That's the answer. You seek out people who will give you the truth, and there are plenty out there, but you don't blindly take this stuff as truth because it isn't. 
and you have to question who is profiting at your detriment, be it physical or emotional or financial. Who's profiting? What is the agenda? However, you have to be a certain, you have to have a certain personality to be able to do that. Not everybody can do that. I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I know it's the right thing to do to question, but not everybody can. You don't have to question everything, but when the stakes are this high, you have to, right? When, when you're talking about running the risk of pancreatitis and thyroid cancer and gallbladder issues and vision loss and peristalsis, which is the par- the paralyzing of your stomach. Mu- like you, you gotta, you know, yeah. And, and this is why I want you to watch painkiller because as I've been having these arguments, this show comes out and shows exactly what the F I'm talking about, but with OxyContin. And now a little old school gold. Have you done the twerking in the clubs? You and Heidi? When you were? Sure. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Heidi just gets up on that stage and busts a move in between her classes on chicken coops and beekeeping. <laughs> and organic bees. <laughs> breaks it down. Get lore with some glow sticks and a G string. <laughs> yeah. We feed our one year old, shake our ass in the dog's face and burn it on down. To... I'm just saying, maybe the maybe you should do this with your contestants, the twerking. Maybe it might uh for That would the, actually uh... be very funny. That would be very oh, funny. Great. It's the okay. lady the well, lady on the YouTube was really fun. she really and it's good exercise. Do you have any pointers so this segment Okay, so for no one that knows what we're talking about, twerking is a dance craze where you shake your behind suggestively. Is there, you're suggesting this as a snappy fitness segment? Snappy. Can we remove the dog so we don't get, yeah, we don't want to do twerking. Firebombed by PETA. Just the twerking. And then maybe do you have some pointers? All I know is the lady um, said it. What to do. With how your, to twerk. How to twerk. And there's a video on the YouTube. Janice, and we she, are the show, though. You have to have takeaway. Uh, she just said something about where you aim your thumbs is where you aim your arse. What? That's the way the arse goes. That's okay. what the lady said. J- Look, buddy, do something. Stop down so we can get some tips, please. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So I promised you a quickie on Ozempic. 
Yeah. You think we should do it? I mean, I've covered it, but there's two new things for sure that I could touch on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're being baited. You're, you have to say yes. I guess you could say no. No, no. I, for personal reasons, my sister's on Ozempic. So <sighs> I, for personal reasons, I, I certainly what? Yeah. Oh, damn yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, um, I recently interviewed Dr. Peter Atia, and he wrote this great book called Outlive, and he's wildly popular. He's talking about um, a new drug. He's not advocating for it necessarily, but he's saying, if you're going to consider this, just wait a second, because there's something coming out that's stronger and safer, supposedly, called like terzepatide, something oh, like God. that. Um, yeah. That said, you know, Dr. Atia, Peter is not an advocate, but he's saying, if you feel this desperate, like, just wait a second, because mm-hmm. this next one looks a bit safer. Because um, I even kind of, rolled back on my feelings with regard to gastric bypass. I was like, okay, if you're this desperate, you know what I mean? But why do I hate Ozempic? Okay, here we go. Number one, first things first. If we were doing a cost-benefit analysis of the side effects, which are significant. So if you go to ozempic.com or you're taking Wegovi, so Ozempic and Wegovi, same drug. They're both semaglutide, Ozempic, they prescribe in a lower dose for patients with type 2 diabetes. And Wegovi, they prescribe in a higher dose for patients that want to lose weight. Same drug, okay? Wow. So if you go to the website and you look at the side effects, we're looking at pancreatitis, kidney issues, gallbladder issues, thyroid cancers, vision loss. I touched it all, right? Nausea, vomiting, heart palpitations. Now, a, um, oh my God, come on, Jill. A, uh, a class action lawsuit just came out from people who were, their stomachs literally became paralyzed. They were rushed to the emergency room. Okay. So this comes out the same week that Wegovi releases a, a study and they claim, oh, look what we've done. We've actually improved the heart health of our patients who've been on this drug for five years which is why I was on CNN. So I want you to table that, all right? Because I'm going to come back and I'm going to address that. So now you're like, well, hold on, Jill. Isn't obesity deadly? Isn't that going to kill me? Yes, that's going to take you out for sure at one point or another. With that said, if you do not stay on this drug, you will put all of the weight back on and then some. So the point and the, 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 the data is there, right? They've done four clinical trials on this when I checked three months ago, and people put on two thirds of their weight back within just the first year. Okay. Okay. So the question then becomes, can you stay on this forever? Well, there are many great doctors, um, even one who's incredibly impressive, an endocrinologist uh, named Dr. Robert Lustig. And he's like, look, the longer you stay on this stuff, the scarier this could potentially be, the greater you run the risk of developing one of these more serious side effects. The answer is we just don't know what happens if you're on it for year after year after year after year, right? Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So, so table that. We don't know. Chance is good that the, the side effects will be more significant. Now you've got this class action lawsuit coming out and most people who know someone on Ozempic, they're struggling with something. It could be nausea, vomiting, heart palpitations, something, right? Okay. So my answer is you're going to go through all of this. You're going to run all this damage, risk of damage to your body and you get off of it. You gain the weight back. So you did it for nothing. You learned nothing and you took on all of this toxic stress, right? We don't know if you can stay on it forever. 
Is there something magic about this? Oh, but Jillian, I'm fat because it's genetic. Nope, that's a lie. And as established, right, this drug is only effective with regard to weight loss because of how it impacts your appetite. It's causing you to eat less calories. And as I've always said, when we eat less and we move more, you'll have weight loss. You're like, well, I don't want to move more. I don't have to move more when I take Ozempic. Oh, yes, you do. So here's the new data. So previously, I've been saying that anecdotally, doctors are starting to come out and say that they see their patients experiencing sarcopenia, muscle loss. So Peter, when I just interviewed Dr. Atia on Keeping It Real, he's like, we are seeing in the DEXA scans significant muscle loss. So even though they might be getting smaller, they're getting fatter from Ozempic, which is another reason that you're seeing things like Ozempic face, like accelerated aging, and they're putting the weight back on and then some. Wait a minute. Ozempic face? Oh, yeah. Ozempic face, Google it, is uh, anecdotally, because oh there's no science, right? They're, they're labeling when people are looking older faster. They're calling it Ozempic face. Oh, my God. They look like they've aged 10 years, Ozempic face. They're like, oh, it's because of fat loss. Like, nope, it is not. And now we know it's not. Oh, wow. Yep. Their body fat percentage actually goes up. Not to mention, I've taken a ton of body fat off of people. They always look great. They look better, not older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So the next part is, well, what about this heart disease study? Perfect. Let's look at it. So there's a diet called the Twinkie diet, right? And I've talked about this a million times because it's just such a beautiful thing to refer back to when you're trying to prove that weight loss, not health, but weight loss is calories in, calories out because a calorie is a unit of energy. It's like saying what weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of cement? A pound is a pound, right? Now, what has more nutrition? Uh, 100 calories of an avocado versus 100 calories of a Snickers bar? Obviously the avocado. Is the nutrients in the avocado going to help our body function more optimally? Yes. This is where you get into health. Skinny people can also be very unhealthy. Heart disease, cancer, the whole right. thing, right? Skinny fat. The skinny fats. Skinny fats. Yeah. Exactly. They can, have, they can get diabetes, the whole shebang. So now then, even on the Twinkie diet, this professor of nutrition lost like 27 pounds, I think, in 10 weeks, and he was eating nothing but shit. That was the whole point, the Twinkie diet. But he ate less shit just to prove calories in, calories out. And in fact, he did improve his total cholesterol, his triglycerides. Yes, he did. So sure, if you're eating less and you're losing weight, that will be a benefit. However, you will never outrun a bad diet. And that means you will just be at a greater risk for things like type 2 diabetes and <clears throat> cancer and you know cognitive decline because Alzheimer's they're now calling type three diabetes because it has to do with insulin resistance. So we believe. So my point is, I hate this drug. I would question it deeply. And if you think I'm nuts and you don't believe me, look into Cali Means' work because he's a genius. And if you think he's nuts, go back and look at what Purdue did with OxyContin. That's it. There, full circle. Huh? This wasn't a funny one. It wasn't funny at all.
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I have something for you, and I, I, I don't mean to blow you away with this statement, mm. but I want you to, I want you to listen, and, and it's something I've discovered. Okay. Okay. Love. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Is love. I don't get it. Okay, let that settle for a minute. Now, here, I'll explain this. That definitely doesn't need to settle. There's not a lot to really sink in there. <laughs> you know how, um, uh, so I'm, uh, I, I am of the gay. Let me fix my. I'm of the gay. Fix my. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I always thought, well, I'm if I'm 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 of the gay, I'll always be of the gay. Oh, right? you like men now? No, no, no. Oh, I thought I, you were like coming out a straight. No. Oh no no no. Oh, However, everything going on in the world, I, mean, no, I wouldn't blame yes, you. Yes. Uh, well, you know, things are changing. But I will say, I've been quite attracted to the farrier who comes to do the horses. A guy, you're coming out of straight now. Well, I don't know. It's just that I have his name is Ian, and he oh. does he does all the horses in the county here. So wow, you know, successful farrier. Oh yes, and he's uh, Scottish. He's got a very deep Scottish brogue. Yeah, yes, I don't know how to. And he's and he's got this <laughs> flash. Anyway, he comes, and apparently he all the gals, the horse gals around this county here get quite excited when Ian comes to do the hooves. Oh. I think, and I've heard some of them get a little sassied up when he comes. You know, who wears makeup to a barn? Apparently they do. When if he Ian comes. Ian's en route. If Ian's en route. So now, I, when I see his truck come, because a farrier Sounds has like a Sounds like Jamie from Outlander. You ever watch that show? Oh, you know what? I've seen that. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. So he wears... He's painting a picture for everybody now. Okay. Well, so Jamie he, from Outlander. Got it. So, yeah. So he's a... Big, big man, and he's strong because you know farriers—they're strong. They they stick a horse's hoof between their legs. Every time you go to say farrier, it sounds like fairy. Oh, then, no, then I'm like er, which is a totally different thing. Farrier, yeah. farrier, and 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 you know, and he wears those leather—you know, the leather chaps. I know because you like that B and D stuff. Well, and he's got that the B and D bondage and bondage B and dim. No, B S B D S M B D S M B D S M B D yeah that Bond, stuff bondage. What does the D stand something, for? Sex something. Yeah, it's all to you, do. You keep talking about Ian. I'll Google it. Yeah, B D S bondage. B-D-S-M. I don't know. I said keep talking. Oh yes. Anyway, so I I don't know what to do with this. It's not that I want to you know go out there and say Ian, could you you know bend me over your hot anvil? I don't. I don't have that. Uh, oh, bondage, dominance, submission, sad- oh, masochism, oh, sadomasochism. BDS. How did we get into this? I can't. Oh yeah, because he had chaps on. He had chaps on, right? And, and which has- is which has a positive correlation with BDSM. What kind of BDSM have you practiced? Oh, I see the leather. Yeah, the assless chaps. 
the assholes. Oh, yes. Everybody's seen the movie. Come on now. The assholes chaps. so wrong about assless chaps. Just saying. I'm well, just saying. I'm just saying that I think it's so interesting that that love is. Don't you get what I'm saying? Like, have you ever, have you ever wandered off and thought about going going opposite? I mean, we always hear about straight people who like to dabble, dabble in the gay, right? They kind of go, yeah. oh, you know, I, you know, like the college. That's the thing. Kinsey scale thing. That whole Kinsey scale of like you're. You know, that's not like black or white. There's shades of gay, I guess. People shades have like these little predispositions. But I think it's not as common for the gay yeah, to go yeah. to to the other side. I think it's more common that the straight goes to the gay. I think women flip more than men, although both directions. Although men seem to be extraordinarily fluid these days. <laughs> yes, right. I I think I think that's great. Yeah, I just get a little, I get a little hitch in my giggle. Ian, why don't we ask Ian for coffee? No, no, this is just I a mean, I would say a weed gummy, but I don't think it's a good path for you to go down. No, he's got, there's, there's, there's many gals in the county that have had their eye on Ian because he's divorced. He's divorced. Right so now. bust a move. Are you kidding? No, I just stand from my window and watch. And sometimes I go out Hold and on. say, Hold on. I, where is my I wife? Walk. She can help you with this. Just I go second. out and I just say, oh, here, I'm just, I'm just going to. Oh, I got her. Hay. I got her. I got her. Put some. Yeah. No, it's Janice. Come on. I need you. Janice is in love with the farrier. Ian, the, farrier. the Scottish farrier who wears assless chaps no he doesn't wear assless chaps he wears chaps he, he has pants on with assless chaps for a large portion of my life janice okay. honey can you please help because she i told her she needs to ask ian out and you do this really well no ian's a guy janice is having like a flip moment a blip. Well, no, it's not a flip. it's not a flip i'll never flip i'll give you my shirt here hold on Hold on, Janice is going to get some gold. Why is she? Do you think that this is it? This is like a a layover from her assless chap days as she's running around the house in a broad. No one's home. Did she just say that she always wore assless chaps? Yeah, she's lying to you. She never wore assless chaps. I did buy her a nice pair of leather pants when we were in Jackson Hole recently. Oh, yeah. How's, that, how's Jackson Hole going since we're oh. waiting for Deshanna to come back? <laughs> To give me advice I'm on, on that. my third contractor, but supposedly they're taking hammers to shit today. So cross your fingers. Okay, are you okay? Okay, here we go. Okay, Janice. Janice, is there something I should say so that he'll know that I've got a little hitch in my giggle this for is, his? This is in your strike zone. <laughs> Hold on, are you like fr- are you friendly with him? Oh, so yes. enough so to where you can like go to dinner with him. Oh no, no, we're not there yet. Oh, oh no, this is just this is coffee? just invited him for coffee. Oh no, I can't bring him. I'm a hoarder. I can't bring him in here. Oh well, I'm hoarder. No, hoard. no uh, <laughs> it has to be done out in the barn. Whatever goes on <laughs> has to happen. So it's just more of a like it's like, oh hi, hi Ian. Like, should I sway? Should I should I I think she needs to unhoard the house okay maybe ask him to go like grab something to eat but how i feel like you're not really digging start a start a conversation with him okay i I don't know their i don't know their dynamic at the moment except for that he delivers hay 
No, no he does the horse's hooves. He's a farrier. Okay, okay. He wears the leather. He wears a leather skirt kind of thing. And he's got big hands and he has a hot iron. Um, I think she's so she's saying she doesn't feel comfortable and now. Okay. So she's not going to have, you can't walk out with a fifth of whiskey. <laughs> well, I could, I could. And I, then I would probably have no problem. Imagine if I did walked out there, just gowed. See? Now you know why I miss myself. <laughs> confidence, Janice. I told you you have a confidence problem. Okay. Show off your, your can-can buns. Okay, jeans, jeans and a chain. Yeah, and okay. let the guns fly. You're making a gun show. Show No. Me. Don't be masculine. No, no, no. She, you know, we don't need guns here, Janice. Just put the jeans on. Boots. Cute t-shirt. And nice. don't wear any dikey boots. Oh, yeah, I do have the dikey boots. No, yeah, hold no, off no. on the dikey boots. No dikey boots. Okay. And you're uh, switching teams, you have to remember. Cute pair of flats. Sneakers. Multiple boots. I'll, I'll pick you out some cute boots. Okay. Right around the barn from now on. Well, <laughs> okay. padded boots wouldn't be bad, and that's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Padded boots. Wow. You know, I don't know what I would have done without you both. Well, I put just... together a cute staple outfit you could show up with at the barn regularly, switch it up here and there. Jeans. Yeah, I can't wear the same thing every time he comes. No. Be a casual conversation and then you could be like, you know what, Ian, have you been to the... Uh... The boom boom room? The kitty cat room? The, the, the I hop down the road? <laughs> also a bad idea, Janice. Yeah, that's very assuming, Jill, that he yeah. that a fairy goes to the IHOP. It's Canada. It's maple syrup. He'll probably take you up on the date. He may be assuming you're not, you don't swing that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know why. So, yeah, I, I wonder, wonder why. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to be like, sure, let's go. It would be fun to go up to the local IHOP and see all the other horse gals of the county. Exactly. See us walking in. Yeah. Just for that satisfaction only. 